For everything you want to know about real estate, it's time to take action. Schedule today. Ron and Don sit down.com is the way. You're listening to your old friends Ron and Don on the Ron and on the Ron and Don Radio Network, man. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's the Ron and Don Show. We are live from the Les Schwab Studios. He's Ron Upshaw. I'm Don O'Neill. We are social distancing, and boy, is it a picture-perfect day in the great Pacific Northwest. You know, this is a very big day for me. A very big day. And I haven't, I haven't told you this. Why is this a big day? Uh, this is the day I'm supposed to meet my new girlfriend. Oh. My new fiance. Wow. Congratulations. And, and we're supposed to get married this weekend. So wow. I'm very, very excited. I don't even have a su- my suit pressed. Very excited about now, this. What is going on? Well, I shared some pictures with you a couple weeks ago. Do you remember? I, of course I remember. I, I've been online, and I said, you know what? I'm going to try, in the age of COVID, I'm going to try some online dating. Of course. And you can't really connect with people here locally anyway. And I'm like, why not Why not talk with some people around the world, but people that are maybe lonely, like I've been, and maybe they have some Northwest connections. So anyway, I met this girl named... Uh, Francesca. Oh, that's a lovely name. 32 years old, and guess what? She She's a nurse, and she is a beautiful nurse. She's a nurse in the United States Army, and mm. yeah. She's just, act- just ticking all the boxes for you. Well, I, I'm i just, I'm so happy today. Uh, she's actually stationed out of JBLM. Right. Uh, she has been over in Afghanistan and also in Iraq and some other places that she can't tell me exactly. How, how much money has she asked for? So uh, <laughs> she's been sending me lots of pictures. Of course. We've been looking at pictures uh, back and forth. And then I was worried because you told me, you said, you know, I think you're being catfish. What? For those that don't know what a catfish is, what's a a catfish? How do you explain it? catfish is just someone that, uh, well, there's two different types. Now there's bots, which is uh, 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 an application that will make a fake profile and just grab pictures off the internet, and then there's not an actual human being there. It's just someone, it's, it's, if you're with a bot, it's very easy to see because you can just, it'll respond with the same answers over and over again if you ask a question, but you do get a response. And then there's a catfish, which is someone that steals something someone else's photos creates a new profile and pretends to be that other person yeah so you told me maybe you're being catfish this doesn't sound right and i'm like no 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 look at these pictures i've been carrying a picture of her around in my wallet i've been out shopping for rings because this is 1953 i've been so so excited to meet her and then I'm, I'm like you know what i want ron to be the best man at my wedding and last time i got married i was 33 years old you guys i'm 53 now it's 20 years later I've done a lot of inner work. I have a lot of inner peace. I'm I'm different than I was uh, 20 years ago, and I feel like I'm really ready now uh, to settle and down if and this, have a relationship with a 32 year old. If this new marriage makes it to August, you'll break your the record for being married. Thanks. Anyway, this is she's coming. She's coming home, and uh, she's retiring from the army, and, and she's actually going to come live with me. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, because I was wondering. Uh, I was wondering where her possessions were and if I could go get her possessions for her down at JBLM. She said I couldn't, but what she wanted is she actually wanted me to send her uh, a new watch. Hmm. And she wanted me to send her a new watch last week. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to send a new watch to Iraq. How are you even going to get that? 
And she said that the mail goes real fast. So it, yeah, especially in the theater. She of wanted a new Overnight. watch to wear back on the plane when she was coming to see me. And then she told me this other thing that's really incredible. There is shh. Her mother, and this makes me sad. Her mother recently passed away. Oh, that is sad. Yeah, but she left. Four million dollars in diamonds behind. Wow, that's a lot of diamonds. The diamonds are currently in Great Britain. Okay, so she's in JBLM. She's stationed in Afghanistan. Stationed, yeah. And her mother has a diamond fortune. Her mother has a diamond fortune out of Great Britain. And she left this for her daughter. And her daughter would like to share the diamond fortune with me since I'm going to be her new husband. Right. And seems totally legit so far. Yeah. So so anyway, and then we start working this out. She's going to keep 70% of the diamond fortune. Mm. I'm going to get 30% Good of the you. diamond fortune just as her new husband. Just, right. just for showing up and saying, hey, I love you. And the good thing is I don't really have to even go out and buy a ring because I own 30% of a diamond fortune. Just pick out the best one. I got all kinds of rings. I got rings coming out my ass. So there, hey. there's, there, there, are, there are rings everywhere. Do you want a ring? Sure. I got a not? ring for you. I'm the Oprah of rings over here. I just don't want the one that came out. You get a ring. You get a ring. You get a ring. You get a, everybody's going to get What's a ring. The, what is she? How, how do you get these diamonds? Well, here's the problem. Uh, she, she, She's... Before her mother died, and it's a long story, and I can't I'm go sure into it. I'm uh, sure it is. Her mother was very sick. She spent all her money taking care of her mom in hospice. Uh. So uh, the diamond fortune, there's 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 some back pay for the storage. And I don't know if you know this or not. Store diamonds in Great Britain, it's like $53,000. That's a lot of money. Yeah. So someone has to come up with the $53,000. And then what we're going to do is we're going to send that to Great Britain. They're going to send the diamonds over here. She's going to be here. We're going to get a ring made for her. I'm going to marry her. We'll be happily uh, ever after. And if we're not happily ever after, that's okay. Because I still have a diamond fortune, and I can make another ring and ask somebody else to marry me. Yeah, so, I don't see any problems with it. I think you should go full yeah. steam ahead. So anyway, I was very excited about this. And then... And then uh, uh, a while ago, I was showing you some of these pictures. Right. And I said, have you ever done a reverse Google image search? Yeah. And, and before I did that, you said, you know what you should do? Why don't you test her and ask her to write your name on something professing your love? And you know what I'm going to do in the newsletter, the Ron and Don newsletter this week? I'm going to provide that picture. Mm. It's a picture of Francesca. She is sitting in a Hummer. And she just looks like she's out doing Hummer stuff. Uh, sure. nurse, that sounded wrong. Uh, nurse stuff. Right. So. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> but we don't edit on the Ron and Dodge show, so we're going to keep going. <laughs> Hummer so, stuff. So what did you ask her? Just send me a picture. I said, can you send me a picture and just profess your love for me? And I'll do it for you. So I just wrote, hey, I love you, Francesca. And then I sent her. And then she, she sent the same. I showed you. Right. She sent back the same. It was like, and there was a, a, a there was an arrow and a bow and a and a heart, and it was like, I love you, Don. And mm-hmm. then it was like, of course I'm real. And I'm like, this is amazing. Have you me. done a FaceTime video chat Zoom call? I asked her about this because you said, well, what you should do is you should get her on a video call. She told me because of all the incoming insurgents that they don't like to uh, do video calls 
because the incoming the the insurgents can figure out where you're at and then and then they can take you out ah uh, she's my new wife i don't want her taken out sure yeah uh so i'm i'm so i'm you, in you never act you have have you spoken on the phone with her you know we never have but again they could triangulate and then, and but then they, she can she can text you pictures yeah and they can't triangulate off of that yeah so i've been out shopping for a watch gonna get that sent i finally got the fifty three thousand dollars i got a big tax uh, uh check back well i did a little research on the image that you provided <laughs> yeah you did what did you I find did. out <laughs> well this particular francesca's her name yeah, Francesca, the United States Army. She is on just about every dating site that there is in the world. You're kidding me. No, under different names, which is funny. Huh. In different profiles, in different jobs. This is heartbreaking. And uh, yeah, so like Muslim dating online, and uh, there are all these niche niche sites. She's cheating on me. Is this what you're telling me? No, I'm telling you that... Uh, Maybe that's easier for you to swallow. Yes, she's cheating on you. I, I, I have to I have to tell you when when this person, whoever it was, and I I met him. I think it was on Bumble. I I I bought in. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, and then we'll just kind of do the. I I kind of bought into it for how long? For co- kind of a couple weeks. Yeah, no. If they're a good my heart, fisher, my, my heart was was like pitter patter. I did this. I remember I I got the original catfish years ago when you and I worked for the Raiders. Yeah. And like the Kansas City chefs were in town and um, one of uh, I got messaged online from a Kansas City chief cheerleader and said, oh, I met you on the sidelines and we had met cheerleaders on the sidelines. Yeah, And I was like, oh, my God, like this is that'd be amazing. And so uh, and it was a total catfish job. But it it took me a couple of weeks to unwind the whole thing. What did they want, though? I don't even remember because it's been so many years ago, but this is pretty common. If you ever feel like this is a real thing. Uh, if you're getting catfished, if they refuse to talk on the phone, refuse to do a video call, yeah. uh, and then if they do send you a picture, you can go, just go to your Google machine, type in reverse image search, reverse image you search. upload that picture, okay. and if it's been used a lot, they'll just pop up. It'll they be will. a bunch of different, in social media accounts, dating profiles, and uh, you can just, it'll, it came up to hundreds of times this photo's yeah. been used. So, so, so anyway, it seems like... Because they they started, she started asking me, "What's your address?" And it's, I'm sure it's a she. What's your phone number? Uh, asking really personal questions, wanting my social media. So, what do you think they do? Are they are they fishing for lots of information so they can go out and steal your identity, or what do you think is happening here? There's probably a bunch of scams. You could open a credit card in your name and get it sent to a different address. Uh, you could try to buy something online. I mean, most like it's it's all around. If you could just send the money for the diamonds, that's amazing. This went on. This went on for months, though. I bet I bet this has been going on for at least two months. Yeah, and it took me. A well, couple- it's, it's probably a, a team of people. Really? It's not one person. Like there's a room somewhere in the world, probably in Russia or, or whatever, that just has. That's their job. Yeah. You go you know, in for eight hours a day and you work all these clients. You might be right because the the she'd been hitting. She wanted me to send the watch to her a series five for a long time, and and as soon as I found out that she had three different birthdays and she would call me babe and handsome. I love being called handsome. I right. just do. Like when a woman calls me handsome, I just melt by that. I just. I, do you melt with handsome? Do you, is, there, um, is there a word that melts you? Handsome melts me. Yeah. What? No, I get it. Goo 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 goo. All right, I get, we got No, it. what is it? No, no, I don't have a specific word. You, I don't have a specific you know, word. You know, you know what? 
you know what the rules are, Upshaw. There's no no on the run. You can't say no. Is is what is a word that a woman has called you before in your past and, um, and you really liked it? Snookums. No, I mean probably. I mean handsome is a good one, but you know all those standard ones are fine. I don't know if it melts me though. It's like it's endearing handsome if you meet them. Handsome. If you meet it, like just on the on the text. Yeah. Hey boo. <laughs> no, just kidding. Boo. Do you like boo? Bo. I boo? don't know. I like babe. I like babe, but when I hear people call each other babe, ah, I hate it. it. Bothers me. But like in a private moment, I like that. So. All right, handsome. Good so, any, so anyway, just so people know, uh, are you? I'm back on the market. Okay, great. Congratulations, <laughs> this beautiful and I, nurse. And I still have fifty three thousand dollars that I had put together. And but you're low on diamonds right now. I am very low on diamonds yeah. right now. So if you're looking to get married, uh Maybe we'll have to do a diamond heist together. So it's the Ron and Don show it's only on the Ron and Don radio network. Hey guys, it's uh, Ron and Don here for our friends at uh, Les Schwab. Have you ever heard about the Les Schwab circle of safety? It's really cool. If you go by there, they'll do a free pre-trip safety check and they'll look at your shocks, your alignment, your battery, your brakes, and then they'll look at your tires, your tire pressure and all that. And then they'll show you how all these things should work together. And then they'll explain to you what happens when they don't work together, number one, it's pretty darn unsafe. And number two, you can lose a lot of gas mileage. And let's face it, a lot more of us are driving a lot farther right now because, well, we're not on planes, we're in cars, right? Yeah, you're taking a lot of road trips. When everything's working together, it, like you said, it is safer. You get better gas mileage, which means you're saving money. That's why I trust Les Schwab. Now, all you got to do is ask them to visually inspect everything for free. If anything needs a quick fix, they will make some recommendations for you. So schedule a free pre-trip safety check right now at leschwab.com slash Ron and Don, or stop by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. That's Les Schwab. Doing the right thing matters. When it comes to your real estate journey, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit down. Hi, I'm Dan Martin. Hi, I'm Terry Detmer. Hey, I'm Connor. My son wanted to get out of Pullman. He thought, well, let's start looking in Seattle. And it grown to trust the image of Ron and Don. They seem like good guys. Let's go for it. Sent a message in their little portal. Got a message back within about five minutes from Don, and he set up a phone conference for about a half hour later, and both he and Ron were on the phone conference talking to me exactly what we wanted and what price range and what neighborhoods, and about two days later, we were out touring houses with them. They were always responded immediately anytime I contacted them. And the other thing is, we were live on the other side of the water, and so we were having to take a ferry over. They were very cognizant of that, and they didn't want us to waste ferry trips. There were houses we were interested in. They would go and preview them if we wanted. One time, Ron went and then FaceTimed us as he walked through several houses for us so that we wouldn't have to come over and waste the trip. I don't think we would have like necessarily found this house or been as successful with with another realtor or doing it without, I can't imagine doing it without a realtor. I don't think we'd have this house if, if it hadn't been for Ron and Don. And they seemed personally interested in the houses we would tour. And I think both of them said at some point when we were apologizing at how many houses we looked at, said, we love looking at houses. They didn't hesitate to jump in and make this the house for us. They seemed very enthused for, uh, you know, a deal to get done. and for us to be successful. That felt really good. When you're ready to sit down and strategize about your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com.
Thanks for listening, you guys. I realize it's not easy. Charlie the dog and I have to listen to these two jokers every day. All right, you guys, welcome back. We're live from the Les Schwab Studios. Of course, uh, he's Ron Upshaw. I'm Don O'Neill, and uh, we appreciate you guys so darn much. Over half a million spins now of the Ron and Don Show, and we've been doing this now for just over a year. So our thanks to Les Schwab, and really our thanks to you, because there's a lot of people out there through Glow FM, Ron, that are actually sponsoring the show. Yeah, you can do that on uh, Glow.fm. Those links are in the show notes, if you ever wondered. You can also do it through Anchor.fm, and we really appreciate people that just say, hey, you give us value in our life. I got a a message today on Facebook from a woman that's like, I I cried when you guys left the radio, Mm -hmm. and I was so happy to find you again in the podcast, and just wanted to let us know that That's we awesome. she felt like uh, we're friends yeah. and I, I always like that when someone feels like we're friends it's actually ron's mom Alice. yeah exactly and uh, uh <laughs> she's, she's an easy crier yeah she is and, and of course you guys have always been friends so thanks for that alice we appreciate you uh supporting the ron and don show as always hey uh let's let's talk about this um and we talked a lot about this in episode number one if you want to go back to episode number one i'd say number the one of the number one questions people ask us when they still see us is hey uh, what happened at Cairo? And I'm able to say, just go listen to episode one of the podcast. And then if you have any questions afterwards, just shoot me an email and I'll try to answer your questions. And so people will go, they'll listen. It's our most listened to podcast. And sometimes they do have questions. Uh, so they'll reach out and they'll ask those. Got a phone call a couple nights ago uh, from somebody that used to work at Cairo, that I worked at Cairo with, uh, Interesto Radio. And they said, hey, did you hear... And I said, no, I don't think so. Uh, What was I supposed to hear? And they said, well, uh, the gentleman who fired you, who was actually the vice president of Bonneville in Cairo, uh, was just fired himself. And so this person wanted to know, they said, this must be a great day for you, or you must feel pretty elated about this. And I said, you know, I'm not. Uh, and this isn't a great day for me. So I asked some more questions. Uh, I've really thought about this and I have some more feelings, but usually we talk about my feelings first. So I just want to talk, uh, Ron, I'm going to open the floor to you because this isn't t- something we typically like to talk about when we're looking in the rearview mirror. Uh, but again, I, I think this is an important question because I think maybe there's a lot to learn here. Well, I think that people... Everybody goes through this. And the philosophical question, I think, for me is, do you celebrate when something bad happens to another person? Or do you feel good when, some, when, when that person uh, you feel like has done you wrong in some way? So it could be like, oh, my ex... Uh, something bad happened to my ex. And so therefore I'm going to high five over that. Or in this case, the person that fired me just lost their job. And so uh, should I high five over that? And I, I thought about this a lot as well. And so my, my initial reaction is I don't want to be the guy that dances on someone else's misfortune. I've, I always find that distasteful when someone else does that. So if I'm around someone and they fist pump when something bad happens for someone else, um, I'm always like, really? Like, what does that say about you? That you're taking pleasure in someone else's pain. Uh, and so I don't want to be that guy. At the same time, I'd be lying if I didn't feel a little sense of vindication in this regard. So the way that we were let go from Cairo, I found to be very distasteful, very... Um, it was brutal. 
the, the way that it happened and with people that we'd known for, for almost 20 years. And so I just, I, I, there was part of that. I was like, really, this is how, this is how it's going to go down in this way. And so there's part of me. It's like, okay, the, the, the program director that was in that room was fired. The show that replaced us was fired. And now the general manager that uh, made the actual decision was fired or resigned. However, it's, you know, framed up. And obviously that's not entirely because of us. Like that would be super egotistical and narcissistic to think that it's just Ron and Don, but I'm sure it, it factored in because ramifications happen and repercussions happen after our show left that station. And we were an anchor for that station for 13 years and made a lot of money for that station and got a lot of, of ratings for that station. So it had to impact it. I didn't follow it under a microscope. So I'm trying to balance that out. It's like, I'm not happy that any of those people had that fate. Like it doesn't bring me joy, but it does provide me with a little vindication. And the same thing with like, if you think in terms of like exes or ex business partners or a relationship that failed, if you got out of it and learned a lesson and then the other party didn't learn a lesson and you see them repeating the same thing and, and, uh, the, the fruit of that tree mm. turns out to be bad. There is part of me that looks back and goes, maybe I was right. Maybe I diagnosed this. Okay. Or maybe I put in the hard work, uh, to, to get the object lesson and to see my blind spot. And they clearly didn't because the same thing is happening to them again. Um, it, this one's difficult for me. Because so, so let me, let me ask you this. If we, there, there's something that Ron does that's really cool, you guys. When we sit down, we do something called a Ron and Don sit down. He has a magic wand that he actually pulls out that he bought online. And it's a Harry Potter magic wand. Is it here? Is it here somewhere? Uh, yeah, I think I have it somewhere. He, he tell people what you do. You wave you, and you're serious about this. You wave the magic wand, and then you ask a question. And there's there's always there's really fun answers usually on, on the other side and important answers on the other side of waging, uh, waving the magic wand. Well, the hardest thing uh, for most adults to get around in something as complicated as selling a house or buying a house is they can't get out of their own way. And so when you wave, meaning that they, there's too much data, there's too many decision points, it feels too big. So when you take out the magic wand, A, it's kind of, it's an icebreaker, it like relaxes the mood. And then it also gives someone permission to just say what they want. Yeah. And so when I said, if I could wave this magic wand, and you got exactly what you want when you wanted it, what would that be? Yeah. And so usually people chuckle, and then they tell you what they really want. Yeah. So what I want you to do is I want you to end our time at Cairo differently. And what I'll do is I'll just explain to people and if this story is not correct, because it's been over a year and a half now. It was a Thursday night. Uh, we were on three to seven. It was six o'clock. Uh, we were called into another room. Our show producer knew that we were being fired. In fact, she'd been practicing with the other show for months. And a lot of times I wonder why she didn't get her work done. The reason she didn't get her work done is because she was practicing with this, with this other show. For me, I'm the one that gave her the job in our show. So I beat myself up for that, right? Uh, so I've had to kind of deal with that. And the other thing that she did is she took the passwords of our social media accounts and at six o'clock, when we were called into Dave Pridemore's office, which is actually uh, the program director's office, Dave was sitting in there. In that moment, they took our social media 
uh, our big one specifically, the Ron and Don one, they took that away from us and it was gone. And it was something that we had started to build even before we got to Cairo. So, so that was gone. The gentleman that fired us, Dave, uh, was sitting in the office and it literally took about five minutes. Uh, he seemed to be uncomfortable. He didn't look at us. Uh, he basically told us that we were done. Uh, they no longer needed our services. He handed us an envelope. In the envelope was was it was ninety days. We, we got a severance package of ninety days, and then that was it. Uh, and then we could extend our health care if we wanted to. He said, "If you want to call me and talk about it," uh, he said, "I just don't really want to talk about this right now." And then I had contacted him months later. Uh, to go have a coffee and he said he would be open to having a coffee sometime and then I reached out to him again a couple days ago and he got fired and we can talk about that in a moment being fired in that way if we were new to radio because we've been fired in that way before and you're called and you know you're in trouble because you don't have the ratings you haven't brought the revenue you know it's called go get your box and they ask you to turn in all your stuff and to leave that night what's really heartbreaking is a lot of people that leave on good terms usually there's a party and a cake and people are honored and when you're fired like this in the middle of the night and here's the other thing it was happening during the me too movement and so instantly instantly that's what people began to think and i thought you know what at least what dave will do is he'll come out when people ask him and say the me too the hashtag me too was that the reason for you guys being gone and and kyra's response to everything was no comment we have no comment about that and i'm like please comment if you have a comment to make, please make that comment. And what didn't make sense to us is that we were in the top five in all our demos. Uh, we were the number one biller on the station. And we were, at the time, the most successful afternoon drive team in news talk anywhere in the country. There wasn't a team that was hotter or better than us. And it just it came from out of nowhere. Uh, there was no explanation to us. And then when people would see us, the hard thing was... When, when teachers and principals and people at the store, they mean well, but when they see you, they want to know what happened. And when they do that in front of, at the time, my nine-year-old, uh, that was very heartbreaking because I didn't know what happened. And because people listen to you for years, they feel like they have a right to know. And you just, here you are, you just disappeared. And then they say things like, I can't wait uh, to see where you guys pop up. You must have something cooking that's really big. We didn't have anything that was cooking. We were at the end of our contract. We thought our contract would be renewed. So this was certainly a surprise to us. And I had also shared before in episode one that my mom's husband was dying. Cairo asked me to come back. I came back. They, came, they asked me to come back just to fire me. So they fired me while I was on air. Uh, and I could have stayed in New Mexico when Stanley was passing with my mother. That's a little heartbreaking to me uh, uh, still. But... Is there anything in that story uh, that is not correct? I almost had, I think I had close to a year or two in sick leave. So I never called in sick. I had piles upon piles upon piles. Same with vacation time. And for, for guys that weren't new in the business, for guys who invested a lot of time, energy, and cause radio, for guys that raised over $12 million for things that we loved and cared about, to be dismissed like that uh, was very, very painful. It was very painful. Um, so, 
Did I frame that correctly? Yeah, I think. I mean, I, I do want to leave space as part of my journey to say, I, I'm positive that I, I can't speak for you, but I'm positive that I was not always the easiest person to work with. Like, I can be a smart ass. I can be headstrong. I can be a know-it-all. Uh, I know all of those things about myself, and I'm sure that I did that over the years. I'm sure that I was opinionated and petty at times. And But when the red light came on, I always brought it. Always. You did? Like, there, there was not a day that I took off. Even when I was going through a divorce and I could barely function, I still came in, and when that mic came on every day, I brought it. And so mm -hmm. uh, the things that I was told mattered we crushed in those areas. You know, we were always told, these are the two things that matter. Ratings, revenue, and giving back. Those right, three, those, three things. those three things. And right. so, and we did that. All three things, three for uh, three. So, um, I mean, back to your magic wand question, I, I think to me- and Yeah, I'm, if you're gonna I'm, end it and you're called into that room, magic wand, how, how, could, have, how could Dave have done well, that Well, if it was a magic wand thing, it would have been way before that magic, the, the room. I would have been respected as a peer and said, hey guys, this is what we're like the months before when they were starting to put together that other show and have them practice. When they were secretly practicing. Come in and be a man, sit us down, or a woman, be a grown up. Be a human. Say, hey guys, you've been here for 13 years in this particular time slot. Um, we're thinking about going in a different direction and here's why. Uh, we think you've lost a step. We think you're difficult to deal with. There's been, uh, you know, coworkers that said that whatever. I mean, whatever the excuse was, you're too expensive. Were our profit margins not big enough? Whatever. I'm getting pressure from my boss to cut the budget. Whatever the thing was, and then say, and if there's no debate, say we've made up our mind. Uh, this is not a debate. I'm letting you know I want to give you a long enough runway uh, to deal with this. And we want to give you a proper send-off because you have been meaningful to the community. Uh, you have connected with the community. Um, or can uh, sub-point of that is like, hey, um, we would love to have you back. Here's the constraints I'm under. We might have to pay you less. And then at least you have the choice of saying, Okay, well, let me see if I can address your concerns. Um, or the, at least you tell somebody. You don't just do this generic pablum, make sure we don't say anything, divulge anything, open ourselves up to any liability, like lawyerly. It's, it's cowardice. Uh, so that's, if I could wave a magic wand, I, I get business. Business is business. Um, the fact that you have all these, the, the fact that we weren't trusted to be partners to say, to understand the business that we were in and the hard choices that come with being in that business, we get it. Like we've been through enough mergers and acquisitions and public IPOs and, you know, uh, station swaps and all, we've been through all that stuff. So we get the, the business of business and, but to not give you any sort of um, situation there, when I know that when it's another executive, if it's another, if it's a radio executive, they're given like a year runway oh, more where they're that. told, certainly more than that. Hey, so and so, yeah. we're going to make a move. Here's your golden parachute. You got nine to twelve months to figure out your next move. And so, FYI, like if you're sitting in a corner office, you get that kind of runway. You don't get uh, called into a meeting at six uh, and then fired at six fifteen. 
So that I think is, um, if I had to do a magic wand, it would be to treat people like a human being. There's, there's a reason why it happened. And the fact that you never told me means that that that's, that says the whole story. It's like, if you got a divorce after 13 years and like, I'm not citing any reasons. I just don't want to be married anymore. Well, that's BS. Like at least have the wherewithal to state your reasons and to say, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Uh, and so that, that's the part that if I had to wave a magic wand and see, that's where I'm, I find myself getting fired up. I still don't want to be the guy that's like, ha ha, you got fired too. Like that doesn't give me anything. Like, like there's part of my brain that wants to jump into that pool. And it's like, no, because there's no there there. Like there's no benefit that I can find in doing that. I think it's petty. I think it's small. And I want to have rise to my better nature of going, no, I don't, I don't wish what we went through on anyone. Like it was really very difficult. Yeah. What about the the fact that after we left, the station crashed and it still crashed. I mean, that's why, in my opinion, he got fired. That's why the program director got fired. And that's why the new show got fired. Uh, and they're still all struggling. All of them. Uh, none of those shows are in the, the top five, six or seven. They're not. I think for me, I've, I've thought about this a lot. It's interesting that you say that anybody and this is going to sound egotistical. And so I apologize for that in advance. Anyone that does something at a high level, it looks really easy. Go out and watch, go do a Google search for the man who ran a sub two hour marathon. Like go watch the video of him. Looks easy. When you watch the video, you're like, that guy's not even running. Like, yeah, okay. And then you go, holy crap, he's running a 430 mile for 26 miles in a row? Like until you actually know what he's, if you just watch the video, it's like, oh, it's a, it's a guy running. Okay. But if you don't understand what it means, watch Stevie Ray Vaughan play a guitar solo. Looks easy. It's like, ah, he's just playing, man. He's like, got the, he's just grooving. It's like <laughs> you have no idea the, what it took to get to that point. Yeah. And so I think many times, and this wasn't the first time in our radio career this happened, people looked at us, because we'll come in and, and, and you know, a t-shirt and a ball cap, uh, casual Thursday, kind of, we're kind of bros in a way, quote unquote, you know, we're not walking around in a three-piece suit. So we sort of look blue collar and, you know, we have a kind of a common vernacular, like we're sort of sit around the bar stools talking sort of ethos that we've cultivated over the years. And they look at that and they go, ah, I can just get two people to do that. Like I could get that guy and that guy and throw them together and do that because they don't know. Yeah. It's like saying, I could pick up a guitar and play like Stevie Ray. I could throw on some running shoes and run a two hour marathon. You, you, you think that it's easy because it looks easy and you don't realize how hard it is. Yeah. Let me do this. I'm going to share with you and, and I have shared my messy road of recovery uh, with a lot of you. And let me share with you in, in this instance, for someone that's in recovery, this right here could be a big trigger, a huge trigger. And I knew that when, the, when this was happening. Uh, I knew that this could be a big trigger. I knew I could go into isolation. I knew I could turn in on myself. I knew that I could disappear. Um, 
I knew I could go back to an old life and old habits that don't serve me. Um, so it was time to take all these tools that I've learned and these things that I've journaled about and the books I've read and, and the podcasts and the mantras and everything else and, and to put them to the test and see if they really work. So what I did is, this is episode 136, right? Yeah, I think so. I went back to episode one and listened to it. And this is what I said in episode one. And I didn't know this to be true at the time. I was just hoping. I was just throwing a ball up and just hoping. I had sat down with uh, BJ Shea from KSW, one of of my dear friends. And he is a fellow traveler. We are on the journey together. All of us are. And, And BJ helped introduce me to a journey and taught me that it's just not some rock and roll band from the 80s, right? So he had told me. He goes, Don... He goes, you have two ways to look at what just happened. He said, you can look at this and frame this as this happened to me. Or you can look at it as this happened for me. Did this happen to me or did this happen for me? That's what I said on episode one, that I believe that this happened for me and that this happened for us. And not to us. Because I knew the mindset when something happens to you. And if your mindset is just anger, if your mindset is just rage, if your mindset is just hurt, if your mindset is just pain, there's no effing way that you're going to be able to move forward. You're just not. So I would write that down in my journal every day for almost a year. Did this happen to me or happen for me? The other thing I've learned is to lean into it when something hurts and let it hurt. And it hurt. And I have a mirror upstairs in my uh, closet. And I would sit in front of this mirror on a stool. And I sat on this stool uh, for almost two months. And I would sit there and I would watch me cry. (laughs) Hmm. I would watch myself cry in this mirror. And instead of reaching for a bottle of whiskey or a bottle of vodka or Chardonnay to just totally numb what I was feeling, I would sit in front of that mirror and I would watch myself. And I'd wrestle with it. And I'd say, all this stoicism, all this stuff you read, things about the universe... Your belief system, your philosophy, what is that going to be? Are you going to turn and be bitter at people like Dave? If you go back to listen to episode one, I was very kind to him. If you go back and you look at what we said in the Seattle Times about him, very kind. He'd always been kind to me. I still have a picture in my house of Dave, and I'll tell you why that picture's up before we get out of here today. But when something hurts... I grew up in the church where things don't hurt in Jesus' name. And if they do hurt, it means you have sin in your life. So I've had to learn as a grown man that things hurt. And it's okay that they hurt. And it's okay to find comfort. But it's not okay to go hide. It's not okay to isolate. It's not okay to be triggered to go back to a life of drinking that I don't want. It's not okay. Second thing I learned to ask myself is, what's, what is my part in this? 
because I surely have a part. Why didn't I go up and talk to Dave earlier when I knew our contract uh, was up? Why didn't I go up there and begin to have conversations uh, with him? Why didn't I take steps? And why did I assume that something was going to happen that wasn't going to happen? They weren't going to renew our contract. Was I doing my best job every day? Was I showing up every day? And for the most part, I was. But there's surely things that are baked into that that I look at. When something goes sideways with my son, I ask myself, okay, what was my part in that? When Ron and I have a disagreement, what's my part in that? When my mom and I get after each other a little bit, what's my part in that? That's new for me to ask myself, what's my part? That's new. And sometimes I will take the, I'll martyr and I'll take the whole part and then I'll dress myself in it. No, what's my part? And understanding that everybody else has a part and whatever Dave's part is in this, that's Dave's responsibility, not mine. What's my part? And then you have to ask yourself this question. Number three, how do I move forward now? And that's what began to happen on that mirror. I began to tape things, people, places, certain 10-year-olds that mean a lot to me, and I would just tape them to this mirror. And then when I decided to go on the real estate journey, I started taping stuff on my mirror of this real estate journey. And I would go in there with less tears now and more excitement. I remember passing the real estate test, which is probably no big deal to a lot of people, but I hadn't taken a test in years, in decades. And I was super pumped that I passed the real estate test, super pumped that we were going to Windermere. And even though we're in this position where we're restarting our lives, I was super pumped to be a part of that and to be a part of my story uh, the rest of the way. Finally, I love, I love something that Robin Roberts said on Good Morning America. And I think she does a really good job. Uh, like George Stephanopoulos, I know nothing about him. He never reveals anything about himself. We can think of other TV personalities like Kathy Lee Gifford, and maybe we know too much. <laughs> right. Right? Maybe we, don't, maybe we don't want to know that much. Maybe she's revealed too much. Something that Robin Roberts said about her cancer, because she didn't know if she was going to go public with it or not. She had had a conversation with her mom and said, Mom, how do I share this? And her mother told her this. She said, let your mess be your message. Be a voice for other people out there that don't have a voice, that are going through something similar. Let your mess in real time be your message. And if you go back and you look at the way that she tackled cancer and the way she did that on TV, it's pretty extraordinary because the whole time you felt like she's being pretty damn authentic with you. Let you letting your mess be your message. Because it's the Ron Don Show only on the Ron Don Radio Network. Hey, you guys, if you like our podcast, you might like another podcast. Uh, it's called Geek Wire. 
And the cool thing about GeekWire is they cover technology and they cover all the big names. They do some incredible interviews with the likes of Steve Ballmer, Bill Gates. And I love their mantra too. Their mantra is, what happens in Seattle? Well, it matters everywhere. It does. And I really like Todd Bishop. He runs the show over there. GeekWire is a website and a podcast. It drops every week on Apple, Stitcher, your favorite podcast app. Check these guys out. GeekWire, if you're into technology, if you want to be in the know for what's happening here in the big tech boom of Seattle, it's GeekWire. Listening to the Ron and Don Show on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Ronanddon.com. Hey you guys, what's going on? He's Ron Upshaw. I'm Don O'Neill. We're live from the shores of South Lake Union. And oh yes, we are social distancing, even in our own radio studios. And what the hell was that? I just ate. Cause it was incredible! What was that? What we, was that? We installed a full kitchen in the Les Schwab Studios. Yes. Uh, my brother is visiting from New Mexico because we had this trip of a lifetime planned for next month. That doesn't look like it's going to happen because the rest of the world's like, hey, America, yeah, it's not me, it's you. <laughs> You can't come here anymore. Uh, and so he uh, smuggled in a six-pack of New Mexico chili. And if, uh, if, if you don't know what that is, it's a thing. So for whatever reason, the microclimate of this one valley yeah. in Hatch, New Mexico, makes the world's greatest chili peppers, or just about the world's greatest. Yeah. And so he brought green and red, and then he just uh, he said, uh, you told us we were going to be ready at 5.30, so at, at 1 p.m. sharp, he put on... On the carne alabada, uh, yeah. New Mexico style. Yeah, I appreciate that. I was under a house digging a trench, and I ran into a water line. So the trench turned into a mud bog, and then my dog jumped in with me under the house. And so I was a little busy this afternoon. Sorry, I'm late. Oh no, it's not a problem. And then I got here, and your brother wanted to know where Charlie was. I'm like, you wouldn't want to see Charlie right now because he's just a mud dog. So did anyway. that take you back to New Mexico, though? Holy cow, it's yeah. good food. Talk a little bit about this trip, though, because this trip, brother to brother, this trip's important to you. You're turning fifty; he's turning sixty, and so both you, of us turned. Yeah, so. You guys put together this trip of a lifetime, and I bet a lot of people can relate to what you. Yeah, and it, you know, for other people, it might be a wedding, or it could have been a family reunion, or whatever it was that you had planned. I, I have a, a very good friend whose best friend's father just passed away, and she doesn't feel great, like she can go and visit him. Mm. Uh, you know, he's in hospice. I don't either, like right on the right on the bubble, and yeah. so it's like I, I can't get in a plane and go there. And what am I going to do? And so, like, there's these big life events that are happening. And so, yeah, we had planned a, a big trip. Uh, we were going to go to Italy. His wife had never been to Italy. He's never been to Italy. In the same way, uh, you had never been to England or France. And that first time out, I, that's one of the things I found I really enjoy is as a little bit more seasoned traveler. Like I don't, I, I kind of have my bearings, and I know how to do the transport and book everything and pay for everything. And so uh, it's fun for me to take people for their first time and sort of watch them experience a different culture. So we had planned to go to Italy. And the only thing that my brother wanted to do was to make sure we could, had pizza. All mm. And I was like, I think there's going to be pizza all over Italy. He's a, he's a pizza fanatic, mm. uh, great pizza chef, like really studies it, uh, has all the books, like experiments with everything. 
everything. It makes really great pizza. Mm. And so we were unable to do that. He wanted to train in uh, Naples, and we've been looking up pizza classes in Naples, which you can imagine in a non-COVID world would be an incredible experience. Like you're in Italy, you're doing that. And so, and then his wife wanted to go to the coast, and she wanted to go to Rome. So we had that we're going to go to Milan, where they hosted an exchange student back in the day. So we were going to have a personal guide that was going to take us around that speaks fluent Italian. And uh, so that trip, my my plane tickets just got canceled uh and i got an email said hey yeah sorry here's your your tickets back or your your refund mm. and so he just said hey i, I found a, a pretty cheap plane ticket come on up i went out i was talking to my buddy michael and he's like just go get a grill and you guys make your own pizzas at the tiny house yeah so i went out to home depot i bought a grill put some pizza stones in there and we installed it at the tiny house last night and we made uh pizzas by the campfire they look great yeah they were great and it was a lot of fun i mean it's not italy but uh what are you gonna do yeah are you mad are you bitter? Are you pissed? Um, you know what I'm mad Hon- about? Honestly. I'm mad about the fact that the United States, we still have people that are doing this America, what about my rights? I don't have to obey anything. When The rest of the world has shunned us. Like, we should pay attention to that. We, we've been a world leader uh, since, you know, uh, the last 150 years or so, a, a world leader embraced by most countries in the world. Go out and, and put in your Google machine the countries we can actually visit. Mm. Canada has even said, hey, about this, uh, you know, Major League Baseball opening, we don't want you guys coming over here to play baseball games. Mm. Even the teams. So, like, if Mariners were going to play Toronto, they're like, yeah, Toronto, we don't want the Mariners over here playing. Um, so like Americans can, I think, go to Mexico and Canada and like eight other countries in the world. I, I think the Bahamas or like a couple of Jamaica or something like that, but like, that's it. Hmm. So the rest of the world has looked at how we have responded to this pandemic and said, you guys are sloppy. You don't care. You have the warp sense of like personal, rights that you think supersede society and so stay away get out and that make that makes me upset it makes me mad because i always try to err on the side of being a good citizen when i travel and to represent my country well and to have a stance of humility and don't go over there like an ugly american like i always try to learn a, a, a couple greetings in whatever language it is and to be very polite and to tip well and to do all those things that that says hey i'm, I'm not that kind of american i'm the other kind of american uh and so the fact that we just can't even enter that, that's mind-boggling. That has not happened in, in probably, I don't know, since we've been a country. I can't remember. Maybe during a world war, you couldn't travel to Europe because there was a world war going on. But like in, in a peacetime situation, I, I can't recall another time where the rest of the world in unison said, no, bad dog. No. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. Yeah, one of the problems is we'd like to hear from the CDC and Dr. Fauci, but they've been silenced. We'd like to hear from the World Health Organization, uh, and they've been silenced. And we'd also, and we'd like to hear from Health and Human Services. Don't forget, we are licensed brokers at Windermere. Reach out if you're buying, selling, you just want to sit down with us, sit down. All you got to do is go to ronanddonsitdown.com. That's ronanddonsitdown.com. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ron and Don Show. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and find some black belt courage. Ah! I'm not kidding.
Yeah. <laughs>